This week on Drunk Sports, NFL Wild Card Weekend is in the books, and the divisional playoff round awaits. Also, the Warriors are great, or are they? We're going to find out this week on Drunk <laughs> Sports. I don't know. I thought I had it, and then I didn't have it. That happens sometimes. I feel like we need to start again. The opening is still going, huh? <laughs> We're not going to keep it going. We're not going to just start again. Play the music. <laughs> And that is how a professional podcaster opens a podcast. Wow. Take some notes, fledgling podcasters. Wow. (laughs) I am not sure about that. But okay, I will say this. If it's Tuesday night, it must be drunk sports. That's, of course, beer number three for Grant Dennison. Of course. He's Grant Dennison. I'm Jonathan Levy. This is how we do it. He gets drunk. I talk sports. He responds at times when he's not actually having beer in his mouth and (laughs) consuming it. Yeah, that's exactly what happens. Yeah, we have four quarters of sports talk and fun, always leading to one thing and one thing only, Grant. You know what it is? Um, I think it's a party. It is a party, but it's a party of the mind. Oh, really? So it's like... Meditating, but really hard. It's like it's like if you were in like a Buddhist temple, and just there for like hours and not moving and not talking. That's to what anyone. the end of drugs for is like. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's basically like that. Yeah. yeah, but you were like in ecstasy, bro. That's probably not what it's like. It's so intense. You learn so much about yourself. Okay, so it's Let the Drunk Fix It. It's Let the Drunk Fix It. That's where I, of course, pose sports dilemmas and other kinds of dilemmas, sometimes usually suggested and listeners suggested, to Grant as he is at his drunkest. He gives us fun and creative solutions, sometimes with a little help from the sober guy. That's me. Yeah, that's you. Yep. What a cool role, the sober guy. (laughs) You know what? Someone has to actually steer the boat, okay? You're the guy just like, you're like Statler. steer the boat? You're Statler and Warren. Of course you can steer the boat. You'll steer it right into the freaking rocks, bro. Dude, we are having a sailing competition. Competition after this <laughs> podcast. No, after I am done drinking, I will destroy you, dude. I will steer the boat so much better than you. You're gonna, you might end up dead. It's it's a dangerous thing for you to get night on a boat. sailing. It's snowing tonight. Isn't night sailing a song by REM? Maybe it's not. Uh, so <laughs> that's a good name for a song. I'm gonna write a song called Night Sailing. Night sailing. Uh, anyway, so uh, hey, guess what? Okay, what? somebody wrote in. The Drunk Sports Show. Yes, actually. Our Twitter, our Twitter handle. Yeah, actually, a bunch of people wrote in, but I'm, there's one I'm going to read, although I'm realizing as I say this, maybe I should delay it just a little bit. I'm teasing it. Oh, okay. What could this person have said that is so teasable? You're going to have to wait and You might have made out. a mistake, though, because like, what if it's not that great? It's not that great. Okay, so it's not worth teasing then. <laughs> it's already been teased, bro. Okay, cool. It's cool. So, so we, lo- we love it to hear you guys. <laughs> Jonathan just dropped his iPad just straight on the ground. Luckily, it's carpeted. Um, so... We do love to hear you guys write in on Drunk Sports. At least Jonathan does, because I don't get to look at the Twitter, because nope. that's where you write in your Let the Drunk Fix-Its, and I am not allowed to know those before the actual occurrence of Let the Drunk fix it. It's true. Grant does have a sense of what we're going to talk about, just like you do, because I say what we're going to talk about at the beginning of the show, but Grant has no sense at all, as if you've ever listened, you would know this. Of course. Of what I'm going to bring up for Let the Drunk Fix It. Sometimes yeah. it's things that are familiar, sometimes not so familiar. Right. So anyway, hey, if you guys like the show, write in, but also you could review us on iTunes. Yeah. That would be 
multiply helpful. Multiply helpful. Yeah. That means helpful in many, yeah. many, many times. Or many ways. <laughs> many ways? I don't know. That's what I was going for. Yeah. I realized as I was saying the word, and I was trying to think, is there a word I can pivot to that actually makes sense here? And I realized there was not, at least not that I could think of at the moment. No. Well, you're three beers deep already. So I, mean. I just, it's like I jumped off the cliff. I might as well just try to land on the softest rock. And look, <laughs> look like you know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? It's great. You yeah. splatter, you splatter. Yes, yeah, that's life. It's fine. Yeah. It's been a little bit of a rough opening. We don't have to pretend otherwise. I mean, that's life. It's, you know, it's drunk sports life. Right. That's what it is. When a, when a newborn baby comes into the world, are they already really good at everything? <laughs> like, that's the beginning of drunk sports. Yeah. <laughs> Every beginning. Every time we do the show. It's, it's like being born anew. Yeah. It's beautiful, man. Yeah. So why don't we begin with quarter number one, shall we? Okay. Quarter number one, we're going to talk about the playoffs, the wild card round of the National Football League. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. Why do you you seem unhappy now? What's you, the matter? You know why. Well, here's what I want to tell you. Okay. We got a tweet. Oh, is this the one? I teased it. <laughs> <laughs> From Xavier Risenreader. Risenreader. I'm going to go with Risenreader. Okay. Xavier Risenreader. He said, at Drunk Sports Show, Jonathan saying each word of professional sports leagues is literally the only reason I listen. <laughs> so suck it, Grant. That guy's trolling me. That guy, no, he's loving this stuff. All right. I- I'm going to break this down into a couple categories. All right. First category, Xavier is telling the truth. Yeah, which is, I, mean, okay, no, let's I believe listen, Let's listen for a second to what Grant's going to say because this is important. Xavier, <laughs> if you're telling the truth and you listen to an hour and a half podcast just to hear that, seek help. That's a problem. Come on, That's man. a problem. It tells you what kind of gold this is that we're sitting in. We're in a freaking gold mine, When bro. you just say national is gold? <laughs> the way I say it, it's not that it's said. I mean, he could hear the word national anywhere he goes. But when you hear it on this show, there's a context. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> it makes great. it special. Yeah. It's amazing. Category two, yeah. Xavier's trolling me. I yeah, respect that. I think that means he likes me better than you. Wow. That's you did, what you did? Yeah. You know, Because when you troll someone, you love those people. Within you love the, within people the you world troll. of social media, it's like middle school. It's like when the girl draws on your hand or or like pokes at you and stuff. It's because she likes you. Is that how it worked for you? The girls like would punch you and stuff and I, then they liked you? I mean, I don't know. I was I didn't have too much success in middle no, school. No, you didn't. <laughs> With the girls. Of course you didn't. <laughs> Sorry for that. Um, yeah, so I will say this. I He's probably doing a little bit of both. He's probably loving the national part of the National Football League as well as trolling you. I think it's great. Two birds with one stone. I appreciate the tweet, but also I don't. Yeah, that's yeah. fair enough. So let's talk about the NFL, shall All right, we? Let's do that. So the playoffs happened. No, they didn't. They, it was brutal. They began to happen. There was not a. The closest game was the Oakland Houston game, the battle of Connor Cook yep. <laughs> and Brock Osweiler. That yep. was only a 13 point game. The whole weekend, I was just, I just kept saying the NFL must be hating this. Like the NFL must be upset with how bad these games are. There was a moment where the Giants Green Bay game looked like it was going to be a good that game. That had, um, especially at the very end of the first half where they threw that Hail Mary, and that was cool. Yeah. You know, and it's like, oh, cool. A Hail Mary and the game is still close. I mean, it was 7-6. That was cool. Yeah. And then it was the Hail Mary. And that was cool. And then the Giants stopped him on fourth down and scored the quick touchdown. And then it was 14-13. And that yeah. was cool. And then it was, you know, 38-13. And it yeah. Wasn't so it didn't cool. work out to be a fun one. Yeah. So let's just, you know, 
talk about this stuff quickly. What, what things can we take from this that's useful? Let me, let me ask it this way, from, the, from Wild Card Weekend. Well, the fact that there's only four games leaves the NFL open to this every time that they have only four games in a weekend, right? That's I mean, true. I mean, it's supposed to be the playoffs, though. These are supposed to be the better teams playing each other. There should be some good games normally. There, I, I would assume usually out of four games in a playoff round, there's an average of like 1.8 good games or something. And the, Well, the wild card round is going to be different, though, than the later rounds yeah. usually, right? Right. I mean, sometimes anyway. I mean, the the next round might be worse sometimes because a wild card team is playing a team that had a bye. That's true. You know? That's true. But if that means that wild card team was exciting and beat someone else, and then it's more fun to watch that game for a while. And yeah, you're like, oh yeah, they're terrible. It was just a very bad weekend for the NFL as far as as quality games. So Brock Osweiler had a reasonable game, won the game. I mean, that's pretty good, right? Yeah. Here's his stats: he went 14 for 25. That is not many passes through. Nope. 168. Yards. Not many yards. One touchdown, zero interceptions. All right. It was good enough. Good it's be- enough. It's because, you know, the Oakland Raiders turned the ball over three times. I mean, that's what really happened. <laughs> so does that make the Texans happy? I mean, let's think about this. Because the reason they got Osweiler and did not stick with Brian Hoyer was because Brian Hoyer performed well in the regular season plenty of times. Yeah. And he just had an atrocious game in the playoffs. About as bad a game as you can And they're have. just Did like throw oh, five interceptions? Something like that. Yeah. And they're just like, I guess we're done with this guy. I guess he can't win in the playoffs. So it made it's not a good game from Brock Osweiler, but it's no. certainly better than well, what's his face did Brian Hoyer last year. I mean, so, okay, but it's not really fair to compare those two things. The question is would Brian Hoyer even Brian Hoyer of last year have, would he have won this game right now if we dropped him in? Yeah, that that's a good question. But I think the way the Texans would like to spin it would be that he would not. To okay. say that it was wise to let him go and to sign Brock Osweiler to a ridiculous deal. It was a ridiculous deal. Yeah. There's no question about it. He's getting paid $18 million a year somehow, some way. I'm going to guess I'm never going to make that much money in a year. Well, you know, 50 years from now, inflation. Oh, yeah, you can maybe. always hope. Yeah. Also, this show. Just give this show a chance yeah. to blossom. Okay. Let it fly. Uh, Osweiler, back to him. He yeah. signed a deal. So this four-year, $72 million. Of course, NFL deals are never what they claim to be. Right? right. However, Osweiler's deal is such that basically it's impossible for the Texans to cut him for another season. Like he okay. basically signed a two-year deal that they are locked into. So yeah. they, he got a lot of that money, a lot of that money, and right. they're not cutting him this year. No matter what they do with him, they're not going to cut him, whether so, he's a backup or not. So what <laughs> – we were talking about the line for next week. Yeah. What is it still – I guess we won't know exactly, but it wasn't at minus 16. Uh, I believe it opened at minus 16. So yeah. they're going to play New England. Yes. The Texans. And the line is going to be minus 16 in favor of New England. Let me find out what the line is right now, according to Yahoo. At the time we were talking about it, it was yesterday. And yeah. at the, the money line was such that if you bet $100 on the Texans and they win, you win $858. That's like, correct. That's how crazy the favoritism is for the Patriots here. The line, according to Yahoo anyway, I don't know how reliable they are, has moved to minus 15. So the Texans showing a little life, a little spunk. The smart money, the sharp money's coming on Texas. I guess. A little bit. Anyway. I think a lot of people just bet on the biggest dogs because they want the chance to, at the bigger money. I mean, you know, when you're getting 16 points, it can't be that bad to bet on a team, right? Yeah. Yet, an NFL playoff team. It, can't, right. it just can't be that bad. Now, But it the is Patriots, the Patriots, and they do run people over, and then they go for two when they're up by 33, you know? Yeah. Like, it, that's the shit they do. You never know what's going to happen, man. you got to get as many points as you can. This is the pros, right? Yeah, it's like Game of Thrones. Like, they might kill Ned Stark. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry for those of you who haven't seen season one of Game of you Thrones. You haven't spoiled it until you said sorry. 
No one knows what that means until you say sorry. Now they know. I'm kidding. I don't give a shit. That's so old. <laughs> like, if you haven't seen it, too bad. <laughs> Somebody out there is planning on seeing Game of Thrones and is upset. I but guess... you know what, buddy? That's on you. Yeah, that's on you. It's yeah. been, what, like seven years since that? It's been something like I think, yeah, there's been a full six and a half years of since Game of Thrones started. So that's definitely on you, bro. Yeah. Also, the books were around a lot longer than that. Right. I had the first season spoiled to me by good friend and triple bracelet winner Matt Matros, and you don't see me crying about it, although it did ruin it. <laughs> it was really too bad to know. Well, that's that too bad. Sorry. That Sorry. That was my fault. I want to apologize to uh, Gabe, who is the person who has not seen season one yet, but didn't want it spoiled. So, sorry, Gabe. Sorry what's, if we lost you as a listener. What's Gabe's last name? Steve. Gabe Steve? Yeah. It's cool. He's one of those two first name people. That happens. There's yeah. a lot of those. Yeah. A lot of those. Yeah. Also, a really guy, a guy who has seen every episode of Game of Thrones who's a listener. I don't know if you know this. Steve. Steve Gabe. I knew you were going to go there. Well, it was funny. It was bad. Someone had to try it. <laughs> you, you know, you got to try. All right. So, there's nothing more to say about Oakland, Houston. Bill O'Brien is apparently sticking around in Houston. They were saying he might not make it, well, but winning the game. They make the playoffs. Sticking. They win the wild card game. He did it without J.J. Watt. Yeah, which, and he did it with Brock Osweiler. And they, they have a great defense without J.J. Watt, which is kind of crazy. I mean, they gave up 14 points to Connor Cook. Let's not lose our minds. Right, but they weren't they the best defense in the NFL by the metric of points during fact, the year? the New England Patriots were. Oh, were they? Yeah. So, well... How do you he, like them apples? Houston I can was, tell you. I can tell you who where they stood though. Sure. Give me a second here. Houston right. allowed. Oh, they allowed 328 points. They were nowhere close to what you're saying. Oh, Patriots okay. allowed 250. All right. Give you a sense. Of I it. guess I had a misconception there. They were, although they were one of the better AFC teams. They were like fourth in the AFC in terms of points allowed. But you know they were losing a lot and people were running and they can't, they don't have a big offense and I don't know. Yeah. Fair I got enough. Nothing. Anyway. But Jadavion Clowney now is going to the Pro Bowl. People actually think he's good. He's finally living up to that pick status. I mean, it, I think it was kind of crazy for people to be calling him a bust already when he had had two injured seasons. I mean, that's what happens in the NFL, you know? It isn't like basketball where yeah. very few guys get hurt. Everyone gets hurt anyway. So if you get hurt, you're just a bust. That's just the way the I don't know. I, I would works. bet that last year around the end of the year, some people were saying Joel Embiid's a bust. Yeah, like, absolutely would, people yeah. were saying that. So it's, that is like the NBA then. The difference is that people... Probably those people probably thought, but he could still come back and be great. Most people who were saying that about Clowney probably thought it was maybe over for him. Doesn't a bust mean you can't come back and be great? Like a bust is is a categorical distinction that you have failed at reaching I mean, your potential. I don't know if the people who were saying Joel Embiid is a bust after two seasons in the NBA were think that. No, way. that's how the how that's how the talking heads have to talk now. That's like you have to have the crazy hyperbole, and that's the only way to make it work. <laughs> so, so the people who were saying this about Joel Embiid were the talking heads. Yeah. Well, of course, some of them said that. Yeah, of course they, they did. They say ridiculous things. Didn't Skip Bayless just say something like Aaron Rodgers is not a good quarterback? It's not. We should never bring up things he says because giving him attention for the things he says yeah, is that's all true. he wants. That's a good point. And it's, and it's always ridiculous. Yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah. All right. None of that. Moving on. Okay. Let's see if there's anything else to talk about. There's got to be. Let's just go over the other games really quickly. Detroit went to Seattle and got walloped. They, they got cornholed. They got shellacked. Yeah. Destroyed. They got boat raced. <laughs> yeah, that's boat a, race. That's the thing. That's what people say, huh? Yeah, it, it is. It actually is what people say. Yeah. So what do you want? Uh, Matt Stafford, 18 for 32. No touchdowns, no interceptions. Zach Zenner led all rushers with 34 yards. It was not pretty. You were you were telling me, and as a Patriots fan, yeah. that the Seahawks are the team you're the most afraid of. Absolutely. They're a 9-5-1 team. Yeah. But they're, they're the team that you are most afraid of Here's, as a Patriots fan. I'll tell you why, as okay. a Patriots fan. It's because Russell Wilson was hurt most of the year and was pretty bad, and so the Seahawks struggled. Yeah. But lately, 
meaning the two games, the last two regular season games, he was dominant. He, I think he accounted for like nine touchdowns in the last, or I think eight touchdowns in the last two right. games. And then this game, he also, well, he had an easy game. They blew him out. But he went 23 for 30, 224, two touchdowns, no interceptions. It was just an easy game. So he's just been rolling over teams lately. And so I feel like now that he's healthy, now the Seahawks are back to being the dangerous team that they really hadn't been most of the year. Right. That's okay. my belief. I have a counter argument. Bring it on. My argument is maybe you should be more afraid of Green Bay. Really? All right. Why? So Green Bay started four and six. That is correct. They have not lost since then. Yeah. They just really beat up the Giants. They did. 38 to 13. The Giants, who in, I believe it was week 16, mm-hmm. maybe it was week 15, almost, like, didn't they beat the Cowboys? Yes. That team. Yeah. That's the team that the Packers just destroyed. The Packers beat them bad. Aaron Rodgers had a crazy good game. 25 for 40, 362, four touchdowns, zero interceptions. It's pretty good. And they were four and six, and they haven't, so, and since then they've won 11 straight games. Um, not 11. 11? That's they've won seven. That's completely wrong. Games. Seven straight games. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and they've looked really good doing it, including beating the Giants, who looked like they had a really good defense, and yeah. they got kind of shredded. Yes, that is true. They got shredded. They actually were holding on. Most of the first half, they were shutting them out, and yeah. then, bam, it was over. It's like the rains came. And that was know, without Jordy, that. by the way. And maybe that's a reason that you shouldn't be that afraid if Jordy is actually out for a while. But I think I have a legitimate argument here. They don't. The thing is this: so they've won seven in a row. They've beaten a few good teams in there, but a lot of the teams they've beaten not super impressive. So they went to Philadelphia and won. Yeah, it's okay. Philly had a losing record this year. They hosted Houston and won by eight. It's fine. Okay. They hosted Seattle and blew them out. That's an impressive win. Yeah. They went to Chicago and won by three. Okay. It's okay, but not great. They hosted Minnesota and won. That's yeah. pretty good, but not great. They went to Detroit and won comfortably. And then they blow out the Giants. So it's like pretty good. Blowing out the Giants in the playoffs is impressive. That is impressive. Yeah. I agree. And actually beating Seattle, yeah. blowing out Seattle is impressive. Beating Minnesota pretty comfortably is impressive yeah. too. Beating Houston, I mean, this is not bad, but I'm just saying, like, I now they have to play the Cowboys. If they beat the Cowboys, they have to play either Seattle or Atlanta on the road. Yeah. And then if they oh, if they win that, then they have to play I, what I'm saying yeah. the one you're most afraid of. I'm not thinking of how hard their road is to get there. I'm thinking of how afraid of you are are actually playing them in the Super Bowl. Yeah. I'm, I'm Regardless not, of how they get there. I'm not super afraid of them. I'm by far most afraid of them. Okay. Seattle. Do by you have far. other reasons besides Russell Wilson is good? Because I think I just laid out some pretty good reasons. I mean, your reasons are they've won the last seven games, right? And they just blew out a really good team in the playoffs. So did so did the Seahawks. Like, I mean, everyone blew out a good team. Uh, the Giants uh, the, are better. I mean, come on. Okay. Give me a break. That's true. The Giants are. The Giants just beat the Cowboys in Week 15. Yeah. In Dallas, right? I don't know. We'd have to look. Who um, cares? Yeah. Let's not do that much work. Right. Fair. We don't um, do work here. In my mind, at this point, the Packers are mostly Aaron Rodgers and duct tape. So to me, that's probably not enough. Is to it that you're just going into thinking about the Packers every time that way, and that's clouding the way you think about them? I don't think so. I mean, as you said, Jordy Nelson has two broken ribs. Yeah. He may not play for the rest of the, the playoffs. That definitely hurts. If he's out, I'm not afraid of the Packers. Okay. They may win the title, but they're, they're not the team I'm afraid of. All right. Fair enough. Well, maybe fair enough. I mean, I mean I, do they have a good defense? They don't have much of a running game. Like, why would I be afraid of the Packers? They've got they've got one of the best players of all time on their team. Yeah. In the most important position. Fair enough. Yeah. That's that's really good. Yeah. That's the reason why they can win, but that's it. What else do they have? Sometimes that's enough. But what else do they have in your mind? I they have a good receiving core. I know Jordy's hurt, but the rest of the receiving core is pretty good too. I mean, last year Jordy was out and the rest of the receiving core was pretty bad. They have a good run defense. Okay, cool. Yeah. Let's see how that goes. I mean, Maybe that'll be good against Dallas. Dallas likes to run the ball. 
But you know who doesn't like to run the ball? Atlanta. Seattle runs the ball a little, not a lot. New England doesn't run the ball. Pittsburgh doesn't run the ball. I'm just saying. Okay. And Pittsburgh runs the ball some. But you know what I'm saying. Like, I, think you're, I think you're a bit too dismissive of them. That's that's my thought. I'm not being dismissive. I'm saying I don't think they have a chance. Okay. <laughs> Great. <laughs> All right. Uh, any other games we want to touch on quickly? Miami-Pittsburgh, is there anything to say? I mean, that was a terribly boring game. Miami sucks. Yeah. That's the truth. Pittsburgh's offense is really good. Yeah. Big Ben hurt his foot, but is apparently going to be fine. That's it. Are you afraid of Pittsburgh? Um, a little. Not right. a lot. More than Green Bay? No. Okay. No. Let's, uh, let's stop here. We'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll continue this talk, but we'll talk about next weekend. We'll preview next weekend's games. All right. Yeah. It's quarter number two. It's time to talk a little more NFL. So How do, what is that? That's the football league of the country. The okay. Federal Football League, sort of the the yeah. American Football League. So wait, the taxpayers pay for it? Is um, that what you're saying? I mean, actually, it's federalized to some degree, the taxpayers do pay for it. Municipal taxpayers. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. Municipal taxpayers. Right. Do. Yeah. So you asked the question that you except for the to. San Diego taxpayers. Are you like a lawyer now? I could be a lawyer, but I decided not to. Why not? What What happened? I didn't want to, and I never studied law. Huh? Yeah. Those but you could have done it. I mean, if I wanted to, you're like good at arguing. I will argue with you right now. I am okay. bad at arguing. Let's do. I am terrible at arguing. You're totally wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Yeah, I Thank see you. that now. You yeah. totally could have been a lawyer. Yeah. I, I wanted to. I, if I was on a jury, I would have voted for you <laughs> right there. You don't vote for the lawyer. <laughs> do you think that's what happens? <laughs> I mean, You're on a jury. <laughs> like, I vote for Johnny Cochran. Isn't that basically what happens, though? Basically, you're voting for the lawyer, right? Yeah, kind of. You know the guy's guilty. You know he did it, but you're voting for the lawyer. You're like, John <laughs> ah, Cochran, that guy's awesome. <laughs> right? I gotta vote for him. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. All right, Grant just cracked open beer number five. You know the deal with the medals and the, the different colors and the medals and the things and the stuff. It's fine. Let's talk a little bit of. I was the... concerned about how long that was gonna go <laughs> on for. <laughs> I didn't know either. <laughs> but seriously, let's get into the National Football League. Great. You're welcome, Xavier. That one's for you, buddy. Because it's literally the only reason why he listens, Grant. So we're going to go chronologically here. First game, Saturday, 1.35 p.m., at least on the Pacific Standard Time. Seattle goes to Atlanta. Who you got? Who you got? Well, let's start with this. A half game separated them in the the regular season. Yeah. Seattle had that tie. They had a tie. That's weird. Multiple ties this year. Yeah, it was terrible. we got to change that. The uh, Seahawks, of course, played Atlanta four years ago in the playoffs when Seattle was up and coming. Russell Wilson was a rookie. You may recall Seattle scored the go-ahead touchdown with like 30 seconds left. And then Atlanta drove the field instantly on a Matt Ryan like 50-yard bomb. I do remember that. They kicked that field goal with two seconds left and won the game. It was outstanding. Yeah. That was a cool game. Yeah. Yep. But, you know, it didn't matter really. It didn't matter. I but mean, n- but how, many, how many titles have the Falcons won since then? I don't think the, ta- the Falcons, excuse me, have ever won any titles. That's correct. So, zero. Yeah. That would be zero. Have the Hawks ever won a title? The Atlanta Hawks? Yeah. No. So Atlanta, not not The loving. Braves have won a title. Yes, they have. That's what they have. Yeah. That is all. Do they have a hockey team in Atlanta? Probably. What would they be called? The Atlanta Southerners. <laughs> That's a good name. Yeah. Really good name. Full of Canadians and Russians on the team. But yeah. yeah. But Southern Canadians. Yeah. <laughs> Southern Russia. Yeah. So it's fine. So Seattle, Atlanta, who you got? Let's start with you. I was already talking about how afraid I was of Seattle, so people may know where I'm leaning. Yeah, I think I got Seattle, too. Even though they're in Atlanta. Yeah. Atlanta is favored by four and a half points, according to the Yahoo Sports ticker. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I'm a little surprised myself. They do have likely MVP Matt Ryan on the team. 
You know what? I'll I'll make a bet with you on this game if you want. Go on. Yeah. Um, well, we have this series of bets that we haven't talked about forever. Let's bet on all four games, too. Let's okay. just do it. That sounds good. Yeah, go I- ahead. I'll take Atlanta. You'll I'll take it. Atlanta. You're just taking Atlanta straight up? You said you like Seattle. I do, but that means... No, no, you don't get, get the line. You say you, you're most afraid of Seattle. I'm just saying, if I don't get the line here, that means the line won't be given on other spots That's either. fine. Okay, you can have Atlanta off Seattle. Yeah, but do you see how you're full of shit? What do you mean? How you want the line, even though you're why like, I'm I, so afraid of Seattle. Why I'm quaking in my boots here. That's how you talk in New England, right? But wait, but why did you just decide to take Atlanta after you just picked Seattle? Because, because it was of the a line. Four and a half. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Um, I do like Seattle, even though they're on the road. I understand why they wouldn't be favored for sure, but I think they're you know they're putting it all together right now. Maybe I'm just you know biased because I live in the Pacific Northwest. I'm not a Seahawks fan, but it's possible. It's possible. All right. Anything else we want to say about this game? I think it's going to be a good game. I'm I'm excited for that game. This has got a chance to be a great game. Yeah, for sure. This is uh, all three of the four games are at least according to Vegas, and I think according to our own intuition, Grant, uh, which is more important than fucking Vegas. I mean, you know, women's intuition. What else is there, right? Are you, you got to rely on it? Okay. Weird joke. Let's move on. <laughs> it was from the Naked Gun. Yeah, it's a Naked Gun joke. Of course, anyway, everybody everybody got it. I'm sure most of our listeners have seen the Naked Gun, Grant. Let's take a poll. <laughs> <laughs> Tag your tweets. <laughs> All right. Uh, moving on. Houston at New England. Patriots are favored. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to take the Patriots, okay? You take Houston. You just get to take them? You didn't want the – you said throw out the lines. I was going to go with the lines, but now you want lines again. Well, I don't know. You're very inconsistent. I guess I get to take them. Fine. Go, go ahead. You can, sucks Everybody you. knows you're that guy now. <laughs> well, how, how would it have been fair then if you get Atlanta with no line and I Everybody has the line. evidence. They've heard it. <laughs> Everybody now knows that you're that guy. Okay. So that's what you live with now. <laughs> that's what you try to sleep with now. I actually struggle to sleep sometimes. Yeah. A bit of I wonder why. I wonder why that is. <laughs> maybe it's because of situations like this one. Maybe you think in your head, maybe for a second, you think, you know what? Everybody does stuff like this. It's totally normal. Guess what, buddy? Nope. You're yeah. you're you're a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that's not keeping me up at night is thinking I'm bad. It's the crushing misery and sorrow. It's totally mm. different. Right. That's what people love to hear. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I was thinking of before I said that out loud, I was thinking there probably are people who actually yeah. you know, are kept up at night because of crushing misery of and sorrow. Of course there are. So maybe I shouldn't make that. Yeah, that's joke, fucked up. But, but I went there because And guess what? That's <laughs> another thing that you did and said. <laughs> It's drugs. That's sports. another thing that you find hilarious. <laughs> Severe depression. Jonathan Levy's favorite comedy topic. I mean, I think it's something we should be able to talk about, okay, openly. If you you think we should just shut the depressed people away, that's that's despicable. Yeah, guy. and now you're the spin master. Like, <laughs> wow, wow, how many points against you can there be? <laughs> I'm gonna go for a few more. Is that okay? yeah. <laughs> I got a few more offensive things. To yeah, say. yeah, that's good. All right, that's what uh, the show's about. Yeah, all right. Um, so Houston at New England. Fine, I'll it's, take Houston. It's, it's fine. It's gonna be a blowout. Right? Yeah, that's a really bad. I situation. know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna give you the four and a half points that you wouldn't give me. If you so. get to take New England, I get to pick the other two games. Fine, totally fair. Okay. Yeah, let's do that. That's all right. cool. All right. So uh, I have New England. They're gonna blow them out, right? I mean, of course they were. They won twenty six nothing when Jacoby Brissett was their quarterback. Yeah, that guy was not good. Yeah, so good luck yeah. with that, Houston. Bill O'Brien, hey, you won a playoff game. Congrats. He's, All right, got, that, he's got that weird butt chin. Yes, he does. It's like really, really – it's like somebody took a, a tack and just pressed really hard. I think Bill O'Brien is the most successful Patriots – uh, offensive or defensive coordinator under Belichick ever because they all fail miserably. Romeo Cornell. 
Fail. Charlie Weiss. Fail. Josh McDaniels. Fail. Eric Mangini. Fail. Yeah. There's more. There's a lot more. They just kept coming out, man. I can't Belichick's remember. such a dick that he teaches them the wrong thing on purpose. Yeah. That's probably what happens. He it all close. To the <laughs> yeah. they, think they're, they think they have something. They don't have anything. They got nothing. All right. Let's move on. There's nothing more to say about it. that game's going to be a blowout. Let's get to the good games. All right. The closest game, according to Vegas, is Pittsburgh at Kansas City. The 11-5 hmm. Steelers visiting the 12-4 KC Chiefs. Refresh me what happened in the Chiefs wild card game. They did not play a wild card game. Pittsburgh that is correct. blew out Miami. Yeah. The Chiefs are the number two seed. Miami. Yeah, that's right. So hmm. they got the bye. They're playing at home. But they're the Chiefs. Alex yeah. Smith is the quarterback, so you got to weigh is, these two is, things. This is going to be a tough one for yeah. me to pick. This is this is why I wasn't so worried about giving yeah, you Yeah, fair games. enough. So like, this one's kind of a coin flip anyway. The line is close to a coin flip as well. It's KC minus one and a half. It's like, we don't know. KC's yeah. at home, right? Okay. I'm going to take the Steelers. Okay. Cool. That's refreshing. Yeah. Good job. You went against the line. Seriously. Like, don't just be a, a robot. Thanks, buddy. Yeah. But is it refreshing you because fool. maybe I had to go against the line for that very reason. Do you understand? No. Do you understand? What would that even mean? That means that Ro- I'm being a robot in a yeah, different way. I was going to say, it means you are a robot. Maybe, that, maybe we're thing. all robots and we just don't know it. I know that I am a robot, so that can't be correct. Oh. Well, maybe I'm a robot and I just don't know it. <laughs> That's possible. Yeah, that, there it is. That's possible. Okay, so Big Ben did hurt his ankle, but apparently it's going to be A-OK yeah, for the game. He's not exactly a guy who runs for a lot of first downs. No, but he does sort of like shake off, you know, would-be sack artists yeah, and stuff yeah. like that. You know, Sack artists? Cool. <laughs> so like a sandwich artist? It's exactly what it's like, actually, yeah. yeah. You know, that's pretty cool. <laughs> that's a new thing we just did. Um Pittsburgh and Kansas City. Yeah, the other thing about Kansas City is they have Tyree Kill, who continues to crush it. Bro. Tyree Kill might be the most entertaining player player in football right now. He might be one of the most dominant offensive players in football already. He's just so fast. It's crazy how fast he is, and it's not just speed; it's acceleration it's too. Also balance. Yeah, like he's just really, really, really athletic. I guess. I think you're right. When they played in game week 17, I don't remember who they played anymore. But it was an important game for them because that was that helped them to see up so up. Excuse me, the number two seed. Yeah. Go ahead. Are you going to make fun of me for that? For what? Nothing. No, 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 I heard it, but guess what? I'm better than you, and I won't make fun of you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, now that's proven that you're better than me. That's good. That's I think good. it's proved. But uh, there, was a, there was one time where Tyreek Hill uh, was returning a punt, and he was taking it down the sideline, and he sort of got knocked down by the ankles and did a tightrope walk along the sideline and then picked up acceleration and scored a touchdown anyway. And it yeah. was just... Ridiculous. He's, I think he scored three touchdowns in that game. I mean, right. he's a touchdown machine, which is crazy because it's the Chiefs. They never score anything. I remember uh, probably week 12, something around there, when the Chiefs and the Broncos played. Afterwards, I saw a post-game interview with one of the Broncos players, uh, a linebacker. I don't yeah. remember which one. But he did say Tyreek Hill is the fastest person he's ever seen. It's interesting that the Chiefs, who've had Jamal Charles for the last several years, who is sort of this extraordinary offensive player and unstoppable in a lot of ways. Right? Yeah. And he's out this year, almost the entire year and kind of done. Right. Yeah. And they immediately replace him with seemingly another guy of the same ilk. Well, he's, he's not, not a, a running, he's not back. a running back. No, but still this sort of like, it doesn't matter if you game plan for him. It just doesn't matter. He's going to get his anyway, which right. is what it was with Jamal Charles. He's what the Rams wanted Tavon Austin to be. Yes, that's right. That's right. Nice. That's kind of exactly what he is, right? He's what the Dolphins wanted Ted Ginn Jr. to be back in the day. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, all those speedster type guys who most of them don't work out. But right. this is a guy who really worked out hardcore. So far, it seems like he's really working out. It's it's pretty interesting because it's so key for the Chiefs to have a guy like that, too, because it's a classic. Alex Smith is the guy who you're never going to sit down, but he's like the most checked down quarterback of all time who's started for this long. Pretty it's much. changed a little bit this year because Travis Kelsey's really emerged. Too. Yeah, that helps. But having a Tyreek Hill or a Jamal Charles who can catch the ball to the backfield really helps supplement the Alex Smith game management thing. No question you about it. You need a guy like that if be, you're the Chiefs. Having a game breaker where you can just sort of, you know, accidentally almost get two touchdowns in a game. You got a lottery like, ticket every time you give him the ball. Exactly. Yeah. And so, like, the Chiefs need that more than almost anybody else. So I guess Houston could really use that, too. Yes. But, like, the Chiefs just don't score enough points. This is a way to get those points. Yeah. I don't know. So you like Pittsburgh, but you think it's close. I mean, I'm happy taking Kansas City, but I would have been happy with Pittsburgh, too. Would you have taken? Who would you have taken? I think I would have taken Kansas City because they're at home, but it's that close. Yeah. It's that close. It's a really close one. All right. We're finally leading up. This whole thing has been leading up to the granddaddy of them all. This is the best game that has happened yet this season. That's what Grant's been saying. Yeah. Last few days. I, I mean, guess. I was gonna say all week, but it's I mean, obviously, days. it's very unlikely to become the best game that's ever happened this season. But I, it's, I think it's the most anticipated game of the season. You think so far? It's the game of the year. I think yeah. that's fair. Yeah, it's the Packers at Dallas. The ten and six Packers, winners of seven in a row, as you pointed yeah. out earlier, against the thirteen and three Dallas Cowboys, led by fourth round draft pick Dak Prescott. Yeah, and of course Ezekiel Elliott and the gang. Dallas is a four and a half point favorite. Who you got and why? I'm going to take the Packers. I'm going to take them for – I know you're happy about that. I am. I'm going to do it for all the reasons we we said in the last segment. What were the reasons? Remind me. Besides Aaron Rodgers is good? Yeah, that's basically the main reason. They've won seven in a row. They just crushed the Giants, who in week 50 – I'm not saying the transitive property necessarily applies here, but there's something to the Giants beating Dallas in week 15. And I feel like you are saying the transitive property applies a little bit. I'm not saying it applies directly, but I'm – also, I just don't want to call it the transitive property, but there's something right. there. There's okay. a correlation of, of how teams work. I don't know if I really agree with that. You know, matchups are so important with yeah. stuff like this. Um, and the things that Green Bay does well are not things Dallas necessarily does well. Dallas leans on their running game much more than their passing game. Green Bay really doesn't. Green Bay is all about, you know, Aaron Rodgers and their spectacular receivers. I know that's changed a little bit yeah. for Dallas as the season has, has worn on. But, but, the, but Green Bay has Christine Michael. Green Bay does have Christine Michael. So did you true. think about that before you talked? <laughs> hey, you know, um, Christine Michael, interesting fact about him. Let me guess. Go ahead. It's an interesting fact. He owns a squid. It's a pet. His name is Jojo. That is all true. I don't think that's particularly interesting. So to me, that wasn't the interesting fact. Oh. That's a fact about Okay, it. yeah. It's um, that he actually led the Seahawks in rushing this year. That makes sense to me. It's a little weird. He was cut like in week seven. Was it week seven he was know, cut? I think it was nine. cut like yeah, a bit later, and he started every game for them up until then. Well, it's weird. <laughs> he got cut, and he led the team in And in Thomas Russia. Rawls didn't really do anything. No, he didn't. And also, C.J. Procise had a couple of and games. And he got hurt. So, I mean, there's just too many players. And by the way, Russell Wilson ran for nothing this year. Yeah, he, he did not run much year. this year. Yeah, Weird. Very weird. So, you have the Packers. This is a really close game to me also. I think you can make a reasonable case for either side. The... Uh, the Vegas has Dallas as a four-and-a-half-point favorite, which is yeah. a little high to me. I would have guessed it would be more like three-and-a-half or even three. I guess three-and-a-half is pretty close to four-and-a-half. Um, but Dallas was 13-3 and three all year and did beat up a lot of really good teams. Right. And I know, I know this might be a slightly flawed argument, but Dak Prescott is a rookie. I yes, mean, it's possible, it's possible that the spotlight 
might hurt him here. Without question. First playoff game. This is one of the reasons why, before we were talking about as a Patriots fan, who I was most afraid of, the Cowboys, even though they're the number one seed and won all those games, are not a team I'm as afraid of because I think there's a reasonable chance Dak Prescott's going to get to the Super Bowl and it's going to be just the lights are going to shine a little too bright. Yeah. It's understandable. Of course. Michael Irvin said the first time he was ever at a Super Bowl with the Cowboys, he said, and I quote, I was a weak-kneed brother. And Michael yeah. Irvin, who's got more confidence than anyone in the world. You well, know? that's because of all the cocaine. Well, but whatever. The cocaine. cocaine even <laughs> the cocaine couldn't, like, inoculate him from that, you know? Yeah. The pressure is just different when, you're, when it's the Super Bowl. So, I don't know. I, I think it's hard for the Cowboys. The Cowboys obviously can win, but I don't think they're likely to win because that's just so much to overcome in his first year. Yeah. Just so much. What an incredible story it would be if the Cowboys won the Super Bowl, though. Yeah. With, with Dak and Zeke, which, like, those names work together so well, by the way. Dak and Zeke. It's they like do. a cartoon show. It's like, um, it is like sort of a cartoon show. Like, what are they? They're, they're animals of some sort, for yeah. sure, right? Like a muskrat and a squirrel. I don't know. It's like the, the side characters in The Lion King or something, you know? The side characters in The Lion King? Are there side characters? Yeah, like, uh, there's like a warthog and... Oh, yeah, yeah. those two guys. The Huku and, 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 and a parrot and some... There's a parrot? Oh, that's Aladdin. I don't know. I haven't seen Disney movies <laughs> for a long time. In, in Beauty and the Beast, there's the lamp and the clock. I know that. So there can be a lamp and a clock. <laughs> named named Zeke and Dak. Sure, yeah. why not? Yeah. Why not? It's 2017. Yeah. We can do this. Yeah. We can make this happen. So, yeah, I think it's interesting. Dallas, of course, also, with the extraordinary offensive line... Three of their five guys made the all-pro team. That's just that's crazy. One guy is named at each position. Yeah, three of the five guys from the Dallas offensive line. That's how good it is. I mean, that's crazy. That's really crazy. They're very good. It's kind of unheard of. That's probably the first time that's ever happened. I'm not going to go on a limb and agree with that. I'm but saying it is. Okay, it might be. I don't know. It's possible. I mean, that's yeah. that is uh, quite an insane thing. So. I think that's going to be. I think really the games are very exciting, except probably for Houston, New England. Although you never, although you it never would know. be incredibly exciting if Houston beat New England. Yes, or even made it close. Yeah, that would be thrilling. I think for everybody. Right. right? What if Brock goes for like five touchdowns and four hundred yards? I you mean, know, it's that's football. great. It's yeah. you know, it's sixty minutes. Anything's possible. They yeah. only have like sixty plays on each side. You know, yeah. weird things can happen. But the Patriots have never lost. Their first round game under Bill Belichick, I think. No, that's not true. They lost. I can think of two times they lost. Sorry. So I'm, I'm wrong about that. Okay, cool. But it's <laughs> they actually lost two years in a row in their first round. Or the divisional playoffs, anyway. Yeah. So never mind about that. All right, good. Cool. Good I'm stat. Lovely. Good stat. Uh, we had that time yeah. together. Uh, okay, anything else we want to say about the playoffs? Or I'm really like hoping that? this week is better than last week. Yeah, let's do something. Let's yeah. like have it be fun and good. We don't have that many games left, NFL. We've got, what, four, six, seven games left? Yeah. I mean... Let's have some good games. I mean, I, I feel excited about three of the four games, so yeah. that's good. Yeah, and actually, it seems very likely that since Houston, it would be, if Houston somehow wins against New England, I guess we'll be excited for that game, too. It'll be like, wow. Absolutely, and Houston makes the AFC Championship game. Like, against that's the huge. Chiefs. If they're against the Chiefs, I'd be like, I guess they've got a puncher's chance. They beat the Patriots in yeah. New England. It's only the Chiefs. It can happen, right? And I think almost any combination of the NFC teams would make a great NFC Championship. Yeah. So that's cool. It is cool. It All is right. cool. Let's uh, break for halftime. We'll come back. We'll talk some NBA. All right. Finally. Some National Basketball Association. Uh. We're only halfway home, but it feels like we just got started, doesn't it, Grant? Sure. Yeah. 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 It's like one of those great things. Great novels. Yeah. Like one a fantastic novel, like Gravity's Rainbow. Is that example. a thing? Did you make that up? No, that's a novel. Rainbow's Gravity? Thomas Pynchon wrote it. Yeah, Thomas Gravity. Do you not know who that is? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway. Thomas Gravity is my favorite. <laughs> so 
<laughs> he loves rainbows, right? He does, actually. It's a beautiful... Because the, of the colors? How stupid is this guy? This he just loves colors? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone loves colors, Grant. Don't act like it's dumb. I mean, why are you saying that? What if our audience is colorblind? They All of it. <laughs> hey, no, colorblind doesn't mean you can't see colors, Grant. Okay, That's what if... Insensitive. That is... That is sight insensitive. Okay, well, what if they're like completely black, white, colorblind? That doesn't exist. That's not a thing. But dogs have it. Do they? What if dogs are listening? <laughs> <laughs> Think about that. Before you speak, maybe you should consider all species. Well, wait. All species are all species that might be listening to us because I don't think all species would be listening to us. Well, dogs I, obviously. I believe are Jojo the squid is listening to us. Okay. Fine, but I'm saying clearly there's like there's no like beavers that are listening to us, right? There's no beavers that have access to a Do podcast. Do you think beavers don't take breaks when they're building those incredible dams? Sorry, beavers, that Jonathan is talking this way. Oh my! To listen God. to a podcast or you two, are, or maybe are. even while they work. Don't you like to listen to a podcast while you work? First of all, it's not a. Are you saying that beavers don't work? You're saying they don't try hard. It's not. This listening. is racism. <laughs> you are really upsetting me, and I'm sure the beaver community right now who's, who would be listening if they were, but they're not because it's everyone who knows anything about beaver culture. Uh-huh. Beavers are very much opposed to any kind of recorded sounds, so they never listen. To it. They're only about nature. So if it's not live, they're not interested. Oh, do you see any beavers around here? Oh, I Neither see. Do I, I. I know exactly what happened here. Yeah. You read that 2006 book. Yeah. It was called See the Beaver Through the Trees. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. Jim Castle wrote Yeah, that yeah. guy later came out, and he was he, like, he was I was gay? full. Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> no not, that doesn't change how he not, uh, It's no, okay not with came, me. Not came out. Oh. No. <laughs> came out and said he was full shit. Oh, really? It yeah. was a lie? Yeah, it was like, um, I can't. Yeah, yeah Jason yeah. Blair from the New York Times. Yeah, like that sure. guy. Yeah, sure. it's like that. that. Yeah, it's exactly like that. Is that what you Except meant? it's about beavers. <laughs> <laughs> so all of the facts, including that audio fact, yeah. completely lies. I will say this. That book was amazing, and I still recommend people. Just because you like the pictures? <laughs> it was it was really beautifully written. Wow. We've gone far afield. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about the NBA. Yeah, shall we? <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. So Grant, a thing happened the other day. The Atlanta Hawks decided it was time to start selling off their assets. They're actually six games they're, over 500. They're right, though. Of course they're right. Yeah. They're 22 and 16. That's pretty darn good. It's good for fourth right now in the it Eastern is, Conference. It is, but they're never winning the championship this year. Well, they got swept the last two years by the Cavs in the playoffs. I think the second and round. And next year, times. they only get older if they keep everybody. Actually, second round last year, uh, conference finals the year before. Yeah, they only get older. Not only do they get older, but they also losing a lot of free agents. Kyle Korver's the beginning of the sale. Right. That he was 35, I think, and they traded. He was going to be a free agent at the end of the year anyway. Sure. They traded him to Cleveland for Mike Dunleavy, okay. Mo Williams, and like a 2019 first-round pick. I think he's going to be a great fit in Cleveland. Kyle Korver, I think, shot something like 48% on uncontested threes the last four years or something crazy That's like that. That's an incredible combination with LeBron. Yeah. Like, LeBron is the right guy to have with Kyle Korver. Yeah. And Absolutely. also Kyrie Irving, by the way. Yeah. Yeah, and even Kevin Love. Like you have to respect Kevin Love. You have to be afraid of everyone. So right. Kyle Korver's gonna get more. Kyrie open and looks. LeBron are both great, great drivers. And yeah. and Kyrie's not the best at kicking out, but LeBron is incredible at kicking out. So yeah, that's gonna be a good fit. They have a lot that makes of, the Cavs a lot scarier. A lot of good three point shooters, but he's gotta be the best. Like Mo Williams is not really doing anything for the Cavs, no. so it's fine to get rid of him. He's no good yeah. anymore. Right. Yeah. He did he's in the fifty point club somehow. Is he really? Yeah. He's one of the guys. Yeah. A lot of people hitting the 50-point uh, plateau this year. That's true. Jimmy, Bu- Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler. Isaiah Thomas. Yeah. bunch of other people. Russell Westbrook. James Harden. All those people. Those guys are good. 
Yeah. Anywho, back to the Hawks. Yeah. So, yeah, so they begun the sale. And for a little while, anyway, they started taking trade offers on Paul Millsap, who's 32 and going to be a free agent at the end of this year as well. Right. Actually, he's got a player option, but he's going to opt out. Yeah. It's a $21 million player option. He can get more than that, and he knows it, right? He's one of the better players. Which is an insane thing to say. Yes. But that is how the NBA is right now. This is where we are. Paul Millsap can easily sign a a two-year $50 million deal, a three-year $75 million deal for sure. There are teams who will do that. He's a he's a complete player. Yeah, he's not a great rebounder, but he's a good rebounder. Yeah. He does everything at least pretty darn well. He's he would help almost anyone. There's a, one team in particular I think that he would be great on. Oh yeah, who's that? Perfectly. That'd be the Toronto Raptors. Oh, interesting. They really don't have a power forward. Yeah, play them at the four. Then their their starting lineup is Lowry, DeRozan. Who's the three? Great question. Not sure off the top of my so head. So they don't have really a three either. They probably Ross? do. I think he comes off the bench. Okay. He? I don't know. I don't know who that well, guy is. Anyway. Oh, no, no, no. It's Damari Carroll. Oh, that's a good three. Not bad. Yeah. It's good enough. Yeah. So Damari Carroll at the three. Then then you put Millsap at the four, and you have Valanciunas at the five. That's that's a good team. It's pretty good. Valanciunas, yeah. not a good defender, but does everything else really well. Millsap's a good defender, so he can make yeah. up for some of that. DeRozan, not a great defender, but whatevs. Yeah. Lowry's pretty good. You know, you just got to deal with it. This really improves them. This gives them at least a shot to take on the Cavs, right? It gives them yeah. a puncher's chance because they don't really have a, even that. Like, they don't have any real chance to beat the Cavs unless there's a major injury, right? Right. I mean, by the way, I think Corver's only going to play like 15 minutes a game for the Cavs, but still, it's a big He's deal. He's going to be effective those 15 minutes, I believe. He's yeah, going to be very. like a hyper-efficient offensive player. He's going to crush teams. It's going to I be mean, tough. he's going to be so much more open than he ever was before because yeah. LeBron and Kyrie driving the lane with Kevin Love in the corner. Like, you can't. You can't guard everything. Nope, you just can't. And you yeah. can't give LeBron layups every time. That's no. crazy. You yeah. can't do that. It's over if you do that. So let's just take this in a slightly different direction. I want to talk about the Hawks, but with the Corver addition. Now, J.R. Smith is out probably for the next three months, maybe for the season. Yeah. So maybe that sort of cancels each other out, maybe. But does this give the Cavs a significantly better chance to upset the Warriors, assuming they play each other in the finals? I think it does. I think... Jared Smith certainly has his moments and you know, he's yeah. like, he has this stuff where he like shoots five contested threes in a row and makes them all yeah. like shit like that happens the be- with the Jared best Smith. shooting form in the league. Right. Yeah. That's been said, but Kyle Korver is clearly a better shooter. No question. Yeah. And he's going to be open a lot more than he's ever been in his career. Yeah. He's actually used to shooting contested threes all the time. Yeah. Hits like 37% of those. Yeah. But there's going to be very few contested threes. He, it seems like that's a huge addition for the Cavs. It's, I feel like, though, maybe it's a little easy to overrate that. Perhaps. Maybe. If he's only playing 15 minutes, I mean, how much of a difference can he really make? I'm not sure. But he's a great, it seems like a great move for the Cavs, right? It can't be bad to make that move. I mean, he's obviously he's immediately their best three-point shooter. Yep. Kevin Love is a decent three-point shooter, but he's not what they hoped for as a three-point shooter. I think that's fair. Yeah. I think that's fair. But he will still stretch the floor, and that will enable Corver to get more uncontested threes. Like, how good is he going to be at uncontested threes? I mean, even if they stick a guy in Corver the whole time, that means Kevin Love's going to be more open for threes, and yeah. that'll be a better – he'll make those more often. I mean, whoever it is is going to be And then you have Kyrie and LeBron, like, yeah. you have to deal with all that? That seems unfair. Yeah. Seems a little unfair for the rest of the East anyway. I think that really – I think it's a really big move for the Cavs. Yeah. All right, so we'll come back to talking about championship aspirations in a second. Let's come back to the Hawks, though. First. Okay, sure. So, so the Hawks have actually said they've taken Millsap back off the trade market, at least for now. But I got to tell you, as a veteran NBA watcher, I don't see how in the world they, they could like just stand pat with Millsap. Like, 
is the plan to sign him to a four-year, $100 million deal from 32 to 36? Is that the idea in Atlanta? That doesn't sound like a good plan. No, they don't have the team to support that. Right. They're just going to be a little bit worse every year. And they're already, I mean, six games over 500 is nice. Yeah. But that can't be the goal, right? It just can't be. It just it feels like he's going to end up on the Spurs, even though that might not happen. Wow. It, just, it just has that feeling. If LaMarcus Aldridge wasn't there, that feels perfect. Yeah. But he is there. So, I mean, the Celtics could use a power forward, too, but I don't think they need him. I think they need a guy who's a little more uh, reboundy and, like, um, rim protector. Back to the Celtics. Well, I'm huh? just saying, they're, they're another team that, in theory, has the assets to make a trade and would be open to it because if they get a big piece, they could see themselves actually challenging the Cavs. How about right? the Raptors? That's the team I brought up already. Remember? We talked yes, all about that. Yes, I didn't mean the Raptors. Of course I, I meant the Rockets. The Rockets are interesting. Yeah. The Rockets are doing so well, they may not want to screw it up, but at this, the other way to look at it is... Let's bring in a serious piece right now. Yeah. He'd be a little cheaper than normal because he's going to be a free agent. I like that. I like yeah, that I think a lot. the Rockets is a good fit. That's a cool, cool move. Anybody else who really stands out as a good place for him to go? I hear weird things like Denver's interested, which makes no sense no. to me. Any team that's bad should not get Paul Mills up. No, he's 32 I mean, and going to be a free agent. What are you Oklahoma doing? City? Maybe. Maybe Oklahoma City. Maybe. It'd have to be cheap, though. Yeah. That's the thing. I heard... I mean... You don't want to be the next Orlando where you trade Victor Oladipo for one year of Serge Ibaka. Like, yeah. that's crazy. Or not, or more years of Serge Ibaka because you're paying him more money than you should be. And it's, he's eating into your salary cap room, and he's not good enough anymore. You know, you don't want to be that team. You want to be the Thunder who actually traded Ibaka and got Oladipo. And then you get to keep Oladipo through his prime, right? Mm. Milwaukee? Or does Jabari Parker play too similar of a role? I... That is an interesting question. You know, Milwaukee plays a lot of small ball these days. So maybe play Millsap at the five. He's the type of guy who can guard a five. Yeah, he can play the five. Yeah. He can guard some fives anyway. Wouldn't it be crazy to have Giannis at the one and Millsap at the five? (laughs) They're basically the same height. Yeah. Same body. Yeah. Yeah. That would be really funny. Greg Monroe is actually playing pretty well off the bench for them these days. But off the bench. All the same. So um, the Hawks have some other pieces they could trade as well. They have a bunch of other sort of old guys who are going to be expiring. But this is is the really important piece for them. Yeah. The weird thing is, of course, they signed Dwight Howard to a max yeah. deal at the beginning of this season. They knew the situation with Millsap and everyone else. So it's a weird spot either way. Right, because they just signed this big piece, but they're selling off everything. Maybe they're not really going to sell it off. Like Maybe they just were thinking, Corver's, we're not re-signing Corver. We're not going to win the, anything in the playoffs this year. Let's get some young assets Yeah, for that could be. Which is a good move. They should right. be doing that, right? Yeah, absolutely they should. But I don't see how you have to trade Millsap. If someone's going to give you something real for Paul Millsap, you have to get it, right? Yeah, I think so. You just have to. Anyway, all right. I think that's it for the Hawks. Okay. Who ever talks about the Hawks? That's crazy. People from Atlanta? Do they? Maybe. I, don't know. I think they talk about like the TV show Atlanta. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, is there a TV show called Atlanta? Donna Glover, man. They won the Golden Globe for Best Comedy. Oh. He won Best Actor. It was a really good show. Oh, okay. Sorry. Wow, that's a. I apologize. Wow. And you were saying I was the guy about beavers. Look at you right now. Listen to you. Look at you. Listen to what you're doing. Look what you're doing. Data point received. <laughs> you're big timing. Is that what you're doing? You're big timing me right now? Do you know what that means? I, I know what that <laughs> means. But I think it sounds like it's offensive in some way. Yeah, it sure does. Yeah. You're, so kill, you're killing it. So um, coming back to teams with championship aspirations, the Golden State Warriors, you've heard of them. Yeah, they're good. They're very good. They've... They think they're thirty-one and six, I believe. That's not, a, as, not as good of a record as last year, but you know, I'll let it slide. But the best record in the NBA. Yeah. There is a thing though, which is they are zero and five against the Spurs, 
Rockets, Cavs, and Memphis Grizzlies, who are 2-0 against them, including a miraculous comeback. And that was a great game on Friday. I mean, they were down 17 going into the fourth quarter and won. It's the first time in something like 10 years the team was down by that many points going into the fourth and won. Something crazy wow, like that. Wow, really? That can't be right, can it? No, it can't be. Maybe it's like a year. It's, it was a long time. You know, any sort of power of 10. It could be one day. <laughs> Whatever. I mean, yeah. no one listens to the show for facts and figures. They listen for, you know... Sports talk. Yeah, of course. That's, <laughs> That's what right. we deliver. Yeah. <laughs> we deliver the talk. You're doing a great job. Thank you. I'm really proud of you. Thank you. Yeah. So you're not big timing right now, are you? I don't know. Maybe you are. Is this big timing? <laughs> <laughs> so um, so what does this mean, though, about the Warriors? They're so good. They beat up on everyone, and yet they haven't won a game against some of the best teams in the league. And it's, the Memphis Grizzlies. <laughs> it's. I mean, the Grizzlies are actually good. They are shockingly good. Yeah. It's weird. Mike Conley is living up to that contract. I guess. I mean, biggest contract in NBA history. I don't know if we can say he's living up to it, but he's. I mean, they're really good. He's maybe he'll make the All Star team this year. Maybe it'll finally happen for Mike. <laughs> it's it's hard to make the All Star team as a point guard. It is. It's a tough a tough position to get in. I I don't know if it matters. I'm not sure if it matters yet that they've lost lost to these teams. Yeah, I think it's a bit too early to say that that matters. I, I mean, you're probably right. Like, the Warriors are not always going to play all their best players for as many minutes as they would in the playoffs. And the other teams aren't either, but, like, it's... Do you really think the Warriors are going to lose a playoff series to the fucking Memphis Grizzlies? <laughs> I do not. They, I mean, they lost to Cleveland when they were... I think they were up something like four points with 20 seconds left and got... The NBA admitted there were two bad calls against them in, like, the last 24 seconds. Was that One the was, Christmas game? Yeah, that's right. That was a great game. Incredible game. Yeah. But there was, like, a charge called one way that was yeah. incorrect and a goaltend both and they both won the Cavs way at the very end of the game and the Cavs won by like one point so I mean usually the Warriors win that game they got blown out of the first game of the season against the Spurs I assume yeah. it won't continue to go that way for them right they I mean it's a miracle that Memphis won that game I don't know how they won that game but they're almost never going to win that game I mean this very the fact they're on five I think is more of a statistical anomaly than anything. Right, so I don't think sort of with you. I don't think there's anything there. It's right. not like all of a sudden the Warriors are bad against good teams. I mean, when they're zero and ten against those teams, give me a call, right? But they're on yeah. five right now. Yeah, zero right? five. I mean, it raises flags. Obviously, we're it talking does. about it, but it does. I think it's still too early to say it means anything. It's also a cherry picked teams, right? It's yeah. not like these are the five best, the four best teams in the league. It's yeah, the Memphis Grizzlies are not among those teams. Right, like we yeah. we pick the teams that they have lost to that they're on five against, yeah. right? I mean, okay, and those are good teams, but like the Clippers, hey, they beat the Clippers. Right? Yeah, they beat. I keep bringing them up. The Celtics, they beat the Raptors. They beat they beat other teams that are right. really good. So. Let's not lose our minds, people. Yeah, everybody who's Come on. freaking out currently right Come now. On. Hey, um, I think we should end it there. It feels uh, like the place to end it. Okay. You got it. Let's you got do it. that. Let's right. end it there. We'll come back for the fourth quarter, which is a little let the drunk fix it that quarter. That sounds pretty good to me. You know, it's going to be interesting. I'll say <laughs> that. You better. You, you promise more than you can deliver, sir. Bring your sound stuff. Wow. Because <laughs> it's going to be good. Bring your sound stuff. Beavers would not approve of that, apparently. Beavers? Oh, well, this is like the Lord of the Rings. Would. This is like the third Lord of the Rings movie. There's like so <laughs> many endings to this quarter. <laughs> Just hit the, you, you keep almost hitting the button. So I, al- I almost hit the button, but guess what? <laughs> I'm not going to hit that button. All right, we're just going to roll. We're going to roll till the end. Quarter's over now. If it's the fourth quarter, it must be hashtag LTDFI. Do you really have to verbally hashtag is that a thing that needs Don't to happen? You, I think I think you do. Otherwise, it's just LTDFI, and no one would know what to do with that. I mean, 
they should know. They should know to tag their tweets. No one knows to tag their tweets. Tag your tweets, people. That's beer number eight. Uh, something like that. Good enough. Yeah. Good enough. That's great. Yeah. This is, of course, the segment where Grant is at his drunkest and will continue to get drunker still. I plan on it. We're excited for it. Yeah. For sure. Grant is going to try and solve some sports dilemmas and perhaps non-sports dilemmas. We never know anymore. I have solved so many things. It's amazing. People's lives have been changed. This is the 22nd drunk sport. So we've done 21 of these. All of them, inv- all of them included Let the Drunk Fix It. All of them were multiple Let the Drunk Fix It. So you've solved something like 50 problems with... You know, some help. Admittedly. Yeah. But Do you 50 think problems? So is Aaron Rodgers talking to his family yet? Did that whole thing happen where some some entity kidnapped them, put them on an island, and I'm not and, sure if that actually happened. I, I think it's more still in the planning process. Huh. Yeah. Okay. Because he's playing right now. He's playing football. You know, in the yeah uh, the national yeah. football. League no, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So but I would just think that would be fixed by now because the idea was sound. It was incredible. It was no, just, for sure. But his brother, of course, was also on TV doing, what, The Bachelorette? I yeah, yeah. So, had, you know, they're, they're pretty busy right now. They're busy, they're yeah. not available. No, I get not it. Available. Soon, though. Soon, for sure. Yeah. For sure. And that's yeah. important. Right. All right. Shall we begin? Mm. No? We can take a little, We can take a moment. No, if you let's do it. Yeah, let's you ready? Yeah, right. let's do it. Uh, no, no one wants to rush you. You're the drunk. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Number one. You may have heard about this, Grant. You may not have. But Derek Rose. Yes. Recently missed, on Monday, in fact, a New York Knicks game. Okay. He was absent. He was missing from the team without permission. Okay. I did not hear about that. You did not. Okay. So this just happened the other day. Then there was um, – he had later reached out to officials telling them he had a family situation had returned to his hometown of Chicago. And he was back at the team facility on Tuesday. He missed their uh, loss to the Pelicans. And the Knicks grew concerned enough to check on him at his apartment. Huh. In fact, after the game, here are some of the things that were said about him by some of the Knicks. Okay. Joachim Noah said, I mean, I don't really want to talk too much about it because I don't really know what the situation is. Obviously, Derek is one of our better players, and when he is not here, it is tough, but I'm just happy that everything is okay with him. When asked if Rose's health is okay in light of his absence, Noah replied, yeah, he's okay. I think it's a relief for all of us. New York Knicks head coach Jeff Hornacek said, Right now, we don't have enough information to really give you anything. So that's just going to have to wait until we hear from something from Derek himself. Other than that, if you want to talk about the game, ask away. So it got weird, is yeah. the point. Really weird. They yeah. sent people to his apartment, which is what they did when the, the, the actor kid who died got crushed Heath by the car. No, Ledger? not Heath Ledger. <laughs> um, recently, the, kid, oh, yeah, the green room. Yeah, nice kid. Russian kid. Yeah. Yeah, from uh, the, the Star Trek check movies. Off, check yeah. off. Check off. Like... You know, they had a rehearsal, and then an hour they sent his friends, and they found him. You know, his crushed body. You know, that was horrible, right? And so Anton, Anton, someone. Yeah, great. No way to bring everybody Anton. down. Well done. Great. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Great. Classic Levy. <laughs> Levy <laughs> comes in the room. Everybody's like, "Ah, oh, fuck. We were having a good time. God damn it." Let's talk about death. Let's talk about <laughs> Do you guys no- understand that when you die, nothing happens? <laughs> you go nowhere. <laughs> Yeah, Let's talk yeah. about a couple of actors who have recently died <laughs> and how they are nowhere and how bright their futures were. Yeah, they're, yeah they're that's enough. That's you. That's your favorite that. Thing. that could be all of us. Yeah. Yes. Um, so the point is they sent people there because that's sort of the, the situation. That's the level we were at is the point. Anton Yelchin maybe was his name. But, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Derek Rose could be dead in his apartment. We have to send people and find out. He's not answering his phone. He's nowhere. And then even after the game, the head coach is like, yeah, we don't know what's going on with him, but we're glad he's okay. All right, so wh- what is your guess as to what's going on with Derek Rose? 
Okay. Um, I think there's two kinds of guesses. All right. I think they're both reasonable. Okay. One is there's some kind of private family emergency that's going on. That could be happening. That's, like, so important that he doesn't care about anything else. Yeah. That's reasonable, right? Sure. That could happen. Like, your sister, for example, has some sort of intense, you know, massive heart failure. Sure. And, you you know, you don't, you don't know where your phone is. You don't care. You're off to the hospital. You're on an airplane. You're off to the hospital. You don't care about anything else. You don't want to talk to him. Nothing matters. Right. I don't know if I believe that's what it is. Okay, so I don't want to equate it necessarily as being the same thing because I don't know people's lives. But over this summer, didn't Dwayne Wade's sister get killed in gunfire in Chicago? I think that sounds right. And everybody knew where he was the whole time. Yes, that's true. But, I mean, it's a little bit different maybe if, like, if your sister is, like— Fighting for her life, and maybe you feel there's an urgency there. Yeah, okay. Versus if not, I'm 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 spitballing here. All right, admittedly. but that's one kind of sort of emergency, which is at least somewhat excusable. It's not completely excusable, but maybe like your son gets hit by a car, and he's like, you've got his body. <laughs> <laughs> Classic Why movie. So Once again, so dark. This show becomes every time. You like dark movies? I I know I that. Do. Your son is hit by a car. You, <laughs> you can stop with the scenario. We don't need to keep going down that road. I just gotta finish. Okay, go ahead. You're holding his lifeless body. <laughs> okay, you don't need to finish. Why? Can you imagine, can you believe that you're like hysterically laughing right now when you're saying those things? Do you remember those data points from earlier? Oh everybody, God. everybody, take note. Oh. This is what I deal with. This is what oh. I deal with. I can't tell if we're supposed to be the most popular show on the internet or the least popular <laughs> moments like this. So, yeah, but I'm saying, like, in that case, there'd be an urgency that would be, be such that you wouldn't care about anything or ever, you know, nothing else would enter your mind, right? Sure, but I think we would have heard about that by now. I agree. Yeah. And I think, by the way, you're Derek Rose. There's probably other – you have an entourage, right? Couldn't yeah. they, like, reach out? So that would be guest number one. Guest number two is much much worse. I oh, mean, well, not, not worse, worse than his <laughs> What the fuck is wrong with you, dude? <laughs> like, you are just – you're losing this podcast. <laughs> Oh, it's fine. Yeah, it's good. It's great. It's, it's great. It's you're, you're, love. you're winning a lot of sociopath fans. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. It's a fashion project. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So what's scenario number two, buddy? Let's go. Okay. So Spit it out. Scenario number two is, you know, involves some sort of crime, Aaron Hernandez type, you know. Yeah. Conspiracy, murder, cover up kind of a thing. Something something so bad went down. You know, he was like kidnapped by a rival, something or other. I don't okay. know. Okay. Some version of that. That's, I got, those are my I mean, quick hits. I have number three, which I think is the most likely. Oh, good. Drug or alcohol problem. Oh, just straight up. That's yeah, that's, actually, that's, like, that's clearly like a the, that's clearly the most likely. You're right. Like, it's got to be that <laughs> probably 80% of the time, right? Yeah. The other 20% of the time, it's like dead relative. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I mean, we probably haven't come up with all the potential scenarios. You know, we'll work on that later. I mean, I'll come up with some more we'll data spreadsheet scenarios if you need me to. <laughs> yeah, no, you're good. <laughs> okay. I'm sure you'll come up with those on your own and yeah. you'll really no, enjoy em. doing I it. I got them right here. I'm ready to go. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, what am I fixing? <laughs> um, the overall situation. So, the Knicks kind of need Derrick Rose. They can't like fire him. They can't cut him. He's their starting point guard. He is by far the best point guard on the team. Of course, they're not cutting him. Yeah. Right. They they want him to be the point guard. They want him to play. But this cannot happen. Yeah. And Derrick Rose no- knows this can't happen, but it still happens. So it isn't like a talking to is going to help. Right. How do we fix the situation? How do okay. we repair this? So there's trust. Basketball is also a game about chemistry and trust in your teammates. Who, who in How's the next organization out? am I? Am I a teammate? Am I a coach? Am I a GM? Owner? I think it would be great if you could solve this for everyone. <laughs> but who am I? Who are you? Yeah. How, who am I? You're the fi- fix it. You're the professional fixer. You're, oh, you're, I, oh, they you're, hired me. You're Winston Wolf. You know, you yeah. come in, 
You're going to tell me how great the coffee is. Okay. So I've been hired to fix this. Yeah. All right. Come in and save the day. All right. So here's what we do. We set up a surprise party for Derek Rose. Okay. Derek Rose comes in. And I'm going to two surprise parties this weekend. This might be one. I'm pretty mind. sure it is. But yeah. anyway. But it's going to work anyway. It's going to be an amazing fix. Sometimes, wow, you know. I oversold the shit out of that because yes. I don't have it all yet. <laughs> all right. So, so, so we set up a surprise party for Derek Rose. He comes back. He goes to a couple practices. Things seem normal. And we're like, hey, Derek, come hang out. Come, come, come to this party that we're having for a friend. And it's a surprise party for Derek Rose. Yeah. And guess what? We lock the door. Mm-hmm. We wait and find out. If he starts shaking and shit after a couple oh, hours, we find oh. out if he's addicted to shit. Yeah. That's what we do. We just we just uh, wrongfully imprison Derek Rose. <laughs> nice. This nice. is my plan. And if he doesn't start shaking and stuff, then we send in whoever our most compassionate player is. Probably Joakim Noah, right? That guy's got oh, for sure. compassion his, for sure. His father is an ex-professional so, tennis right. player. So we have Joakim, and this is in Joakim's contract, I'm sure, in the small print. He holds Derek Rose's hand tenderly, and he says, Derek, who died? <laughs> And then maybe yeah. Derek tells him. And if that's the answer, yeah. then Derek's going to be back. He's going to be fine. But if he starts shaking and shit, we know we know he's addicted to something. What about the third possibility, though? Because this doesn't cover that. This only covers relatives, deaths, and uh, addiction. Like, right. What about the crime? Like, he's a badass. He's Aaron Hernandez. Or there's some issue along those lines. Okay. All right. So if neither of those things work, like we, he doesn't start shaking. Joakim Noah goes in. He consoles him on his family I mean, loss. They hold hands for a while. Yeah, way, but Derek Rose like clearly does not feel anything. He doesn't care. Right. We let him go. We surveil him. Obviously, Ooh, there we go. Now we, we're talking. Yeah, we see where he goes. We even maybe put a few plants who are like obvious criminals <laughs> that are like, hey, I want to be part of your gang, Derek Rose. Nice. Because that's what a criminal would do. Yeah, no, that's exactly a, yeah. to a famous person like Derek yeah. Rose. Like, can course. I be part of your gang that shoots and kills people? Yeah, I thank wanna, you. I would love that. Let's commit crimes. Yeah, I want to commit r- crimes for you, sir. Yeah, like that, yeah. exactly that's that. Good. Yeah, that's good. and so those are the I, I guess those are the three most likely possibilities of what's going on. So yeah. one of those things will happen, and yeah. then we'll know, yeah. and we'll act accordingly. Okay, so let's get a little deeper. Okay. in terms of the act accordingly part, so we find out what the problems are. All right. So if he has a dead family member, <laughs> then we don't have to do anything. Nothing at all. It's just going to be fine. Well, no, he's sad and it's shitty. But oh, okay. as a team, we don't have to. Do, he'll come back and I'm, I'm eventually say, he'll grieve. He'll go through his process and it'll be fine. Maybe buy him like a, a nice card or oh, something. Oh, sure, or whatever, whatever. You don't the, want to do anything. Whatever the for fucking the protocol is. That you don't this need is, the fucking. Is, fi- you don't need to hire this? a fixer to tell you how to console somebody. Where is the compassion? Is my question. I the, the reason I get son. hired is because I have no compassion. <laughs> he lost I look a at this child. thing from a bird's eye view. All right. Do you understand? Yeah. Do you even get that? I don't think you get that. I respect you all the same. I know you because do. I know how good you are at your job. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. So I think I think in that case, okay. that's for the organization. The least amount of work is required. Right. Okay. okay. Fair yeah. enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. If he's addicted to something, what are we going to do? We're going to go through normal stuff because normal stuff doesn't work. Johnny Manziel did not get fixed. Right. We break his leg. Now we're talking. Yeah. It's going to put a little damper in the rest of the next season. We don't break his leg. Okay. It's a bad idea. <laughs> Let's not break his leg. Great. Yeah, let's threaten his family. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what? Let me ask you this. Yeah, because there is at least sometimes there's a Venn diagram. There's been like a lot of fixes where we threaten the family. (laughs) So many fixes involve families being hurt. So there's a Venn diagram though where Derek Rose is addicted to something. Uh huh. And in the process of the addiction, someone on the family got hurt. 
Like there's some crossover there. Somewhere. I don't know if that's a Venn diagram. Sure it is. There's two. I know what a Venn diagram there's, there's two is. Two circles, and one of them is the you talked about a linear progression. No, no, just no, no. Now. One of them is one of them is that one of the reasons we're coming up with reasons why he's like this, why this happened. One of the reasons that we've come up with is he's addicted to drugs or alcohol. Another reason, a separate reason, yeah. is a family member died. I'm saying sometimes there's a little overlap. And a family member died because he was addicted to drugs and alcohol, and we have to deal with both of those things. That's what I'm saying. Well, I'm not going to do that. Well, what, I fix one problem do? at a time. <laughs> so which, which one are you going to do first? I already fixed everything. What are you talking about? I mean, of those two. Like, let's say he was, like, high as a kite and ran over Well, why would we, why would we, we fix gonna... the family member being dead? They're already dead. Like, <laughs> well, like I said, that's the least work okay. for the organization. So you want to threaten the family even if he's killed a family member of his own? That's what I'm saying because that oh, was the reason But for he it. did it by accident. He doesn't want the family member. We don't know. We don't, I don't want to guess his motives one so way or the other. So Derek Rose is now a murderer on you, purpose. I don't, I'm not who saying that murders his either. own family. He might be that. That happens. This is your position? Marvin Gaye's father shot him to death. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's brutal. That's fucked up. Yes. Now I'm kind of sad. It's a horrible thing. We're, this is both dark and hysterical all at the same time. I hope it's hysterical. It's, it's at a, least dark. It's definitely dark. Yeah. It's hysterical to me. <laughs> I'm glad you're happy. You know, I've, I've, I'm dead inside, though, so it makes it easier. That's you. Um, so, yeah. So in that case, what are we doing here? Like, you can't. It's weird to threaten the family if he's like, yeah, I just threatened my family myself, and I showed him I was serious. You know? Um, okay. This is a little tougher. We, we tell him we're sending him to Las Vegas. Okay. We say, Derek, you've been a great player. We understand you have your issues. But you know what? You've had an incredible career, and you deserve just like a binge, a break. You know, have some fun. Cool. Enjoy. Cool. However, unbeknownst to Derek Rose, this plane will never land. <laughs> it's just going to keep going around and around, getting refueled by tankers until he has a moment where... I don't know who. Probably Joakim Noah is on the plane. Holding and, his hand tenderly? Yeah, and he keeps and Joakim Noah keeps saying, guess what he keeps saying? It's not your fault. Yeah. Much like a famous movie. We can't say the name. Joakim though. Noah might be in. <laughs> I'm not sure. He could have been a, he was a child at the time. Yeah. So it's possible. He had famous yeah. parents, you know. Yeah. And he says it's not your fault until Derek Rose starts weeping openly. You know how it goes. Yeah, he's like, and Don't then, don't mess with me, man. Don't mess with me, Joakim. Yeah. 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 And then sure. everything is fixed. Okay, yeah. good, good. So that's two of the three. Possible reasons why now we've handled. There's one third one that we've yet to touch okay. really, which is Crime Lord. Crime Lord, yeah. Okay, so we need him to be the point guard. Let's not forget. Sam Hurd was a Crime Lord. Yeah. So dude, for those who don't know, he was the maybe the fifth receiver on the Bears. Yeah. He happened to be a kingpin of of drugs in Chicago at Somehow. the same time. Somehow. Like, that's incredible. He was probably making a lot more money from drugs than from football. The amount of work you'd have to do to do both at the same yeah. time is insane. Was it a cover or like what happened? I don't know. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah. To me. Anyway, but anyway, that's really cool. Like as a story, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying I endorse it. I'm just saying it's like an awesome story. But I will say, if you're on the Chicago Bears, consider doing that. Consider being a kingpin. A kingpin right? I mean, they kingpin. won three games. What else are you going to do? I mean, you're going to get cut. Yeah. Got to make the money. Yeah. Right. Of but course. What so are we going to do? Derek Rose is a kingpin. Yeah. We ask him for a cut. Interesting. Yeah. So we're basically we're basically going to blackmail him. Is that what you're saying? No, well, yeah. Yeah, we're going to blackmail him. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to blackmail him. That's ultimately blackmail, right? Why would he give us a cut? We're going to blackmail him. <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and we're going to threaten him that we're going to go to the police? Is that, where, is that the threat, or is it something else? We're going to cut him. We're going to rid him of... how? We're going to... Physically? No. <laughs> no. No, from the team, and I know NBA contracts are guaranteed, but we're going to just besmirch his name all over the place. Mm-hmm. Nobody's going to want to pick this guy up. Okay. He's going to... I mean, we don't want to threaten the police because... 
Derrick Rose, he, if that's what he's doing, that guy is going to kill us before we kill him, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, we got to be careful right. with this. Yeah. We just have to threaten some of his financials. That with, is a slippery slope. Yeah. And a dangerous, it's, just, it's a bit dangerous scary. road to walk. What do you man? got? What do you think we do? Um, with the crime thing? Yeah. I think, well, he's his contract is up at the end of the year, right? So I think we help him with this crime. You know, we like aside, you know how they like have assistant coaches who sometimes like they did one with Johnny Manziel who's like supposed to be there with them all the way to like help them stay on the straight and narrow. It's like, like the opposite or of that. Or like with that Eric guy Rose. who used to hang out with Blake Griffin that Blake Griffin punched in the face during dinner. It's a little bit different, but yeah. something close. Yeah. yeah. Um so like you have like two or three assistant coaches, and I've got air quotes around assistant coaches right now, and their job is to Assist Derek so that way, if there's crime that needs to be done, Derek won't have to be there, and he can't get caught. Like so that way, he can still be the point guard at least through you know what April or May. May, right. I guess. So a couple of of days ago, we were talking just casually, yeah, and we were cr- trying to define expert, right? And we decided that expert meant you were 99th percentile or better, right? Right. Right. So Derek Rose is clearly a basketball expert. Sure. Yeah, expert at basketball. What if he is also a crime expert? He might be. Like, he's not going to want other people to do that shit. He's like, you know how it is. You're a poker expert. Yeah. Right? So if some you're like, hey, play this hand for me. You're right. To some guy who you don't know who some it is. Schmo. Like, holy shit, they're going to fuck it up. Some Tom Dick So Derek Rose has a lot more writing on it than a hand of poker. That's a good point. So he's not going to accept you giving him an assistant unless that assistant has some sort of cred. And maybe you create some sort of fake background. But Derek Rose... I mean, if he's the crime lord, he already knows all the real people, yeah. all the real players in the game. Yeah. And they wouldn't work for the fucking Knicks. You know what? The Knicks are going to have to hire some real, legit criminals yeah. then. That's the only action. Okay, so here's the end game here. This is Go. what happens. Go. The Knicks become a criminal organization. Yes. Yeah. That's right. Derrick Rose is the – maybe the, he's not the kingpin because he doesn't actually supply all of the money at this no, point. Not even very much. But he is, he's like the best criminal they have. He's like the captain. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, his MVP year with the Bulls, which was incredible because I'm a Bulls fan. It was yeah. amazing. What a great year. He's like that except for crime. Yeah. Yeah. I think this is a great idea. The Knicks <laughs> yeah. have not won a title in so many years. They haven't even – but they made it to the um, the finals the only when MJ was out that one time, right? Yeah. MJ was like on retirement for the play. On retirement, yeah. That's me. what people say. That's what the old people say, okay? Yeah. So why why not throw your hat in the ring in another industry entirely? Yeah. Sounds you know, good. When we're talking about crime, we're talking I assume we're talking about all the major things, right? Drugs, prostitution, mugging, racketeering. Murder. Oh, racketeering's good. Racketeering is the best, man. Assassination. You don't have to do anything. You just have to threaten people. It's great. Yeah, that's good. Derek Rose. Yeah. yeah. He could captain that. Yeah. Excellent. We Excellent. Can, we can donate. I mean, we don't as the Knicks, we can donate. Yeah. We're just play, we're role playing here. Right. Sure. We yeah, as the that. Knicks, we can donate. So, Derek Rose if you're listening. So so we've got basically <laughs> <laughs> the spectrum here is Joe Kim Noah sitting in a room with Derek Rose. Tenderly holding his hand, asking him what happened and who died. And Derrick yeah. Rose softly weeping right, and telling the horrible story sure. of his child and losing his child. Well, it doesn't have to be his child. It does. Okay. <laughs> um, to the New York Knicks, <laughs> create a criminal organization, a brand new criminal organization, which has... So much money behind it, it ultimately becomes one of the most powerful criminal organizations right. in America, maybe and they, in the world. And they'll be wondering why they hadn't thought of that earlier. Right. I mean, they have all this cable vision money yeah. and stuff like that. Madison Square Garden money. It's outrageous, right? Right. Tom Dolan becomes the new um, godfather, essentially, of New York. Yeah. Cool. And Derrick Rose is sort of like the face of the franchise for them. What's the third one again? I don't remember. 
Um, the third one was drugs and alcohol. Oh. Which, by the way, you didn't really solve that. Because remember I was saying, like, Manziel doesn't get solved when they, like, put him in rehab. So what no, do you, you do put him that? in the airplane. Isn't that the airplane oh, one? The aer- no, the airplane one was just like, it's not your fault. Yeah, Is that's... that your fault? It's supposed to make you stop snorting cocaine? No, no, because it's like we're sending you to Vegas. Yeah. And then they don't. They just fly around forever. <laughs> I could see how that would and work. It, it's a way of detoxing. <laughs> is it? It's I mean, do you understand that time is the only way to detox, Jonathan? <laughs> I um, I guess I do understand. So the, the plane's going to be up there for like days and days. Maybe months. Why not a hotel room? It'd be so much cheaper and safer. No escape. <laughs> okay. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. That's how we do things. All right. Good job. Got to say that was kind of an emotional roller coaster. I think we need to close right there. It's too much. It's a little too much. The 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 spectrum of what happens to Derek Rose and the possibilities. It's a, it's a lot. I can't take it anymore. We're going to close on that one. If you have suggestions, though, for Let the Drunk Fix It or for the show or even to tell us how you're doing when you drink along with Grant, make sure you send it in to at Drunk Sports Show on Twitter. And we'll see you next week. Cool.